welcome back to Spiritually Connected, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft, spirituality, healing, and the strange and paranormal. Um, today we're going to chill out and relax. I woke up this morning. It's a beautiful June day. Happy Pride Month, by the way, to all of the, the gays and theys. I love you all so much, and a thousand kisses to you. Um, but it's a beautiful June day, you know, there's birds chirping outside, my window, well, one of my windows is open, I'm burning some incense, and I just had an urge to record a podcast episode for you guys, even though it's a Friday, and I'm gonna put this up on a Friday, um, but I'm out of school, so it's not like I have to do school, that'll get it, like, it's not like that'll get in the way or anything, um, So I wanted to talk to you guys about um, some paranormal stories about the fae, um, otherwise known as fairies, because I wanted to continue the little mini-series that I have on this podcast episode called The Strange and Paranormal um, with something that I'm really interested in. Um, I think that fairies are super interesting creatures. I know that Gemini women are often compared to fairies um, or the fae because of their kind of youthful and um, witty nature. Um, So the Gemini archetype is often associated with the nymph or the fairy. Um, I actually am talking to someone who calls me his fairy, and I think it's adorable. Um, And I also have a fairy tattoo, um, which I got for my 18th birthday from my friend Skye. Um, Skye is an incredibly talented artist, and she does tattoos as well. And what I love so much about her tattoos is she puts a piece of her art into the tattoo that she gives. So it's not just a generic tattoo, it's a genuine piece of her artwork. So I will um, tell y'all, if you're interested in a tattoo, if you're in the Michigan area and you're interested in a tattoo, 100% go to Sky. She's not sponsoring me or anything. I just genuinely like she's one of my best friends and she's the best. Go to Sky. It's Sky Sky Jade Art on Instagram. Check it out. Um, she is just an incredible artist. But the good thing about her being my friend is the fact that we had a whole conversation before we did the tattoo where I was like, I want to go outside. And I, so we like sat in her backyard. I hugged a tree, um, as I love to do. You guys know this. And I just called upon the spirits of the Fae around me and I asked them for permission um, to get these fairy silhouettes tattooed on my arm and I heard a resounding kind of yes like I received a very positive energy when I asked and so we went inside and I was expecting the tattoo to hurt a ton like I was expecting to be in so much pain I was like gripping a pillow because I was worried it was gonna like hurt so bad that I needed to have something clenched in my fist but I like barely felt it like it just felt like my skin was like buzzing a little bit like it didn't hurt and the tattoo has healed so well and the line work has stayed so beautiful like it hasn't been fucked up at all and y'all might call that luck but I think it has to do with fairy intervention like the divine giving me a little help out because I did ask for permission from the fae before I got this tattoo um but I think fairies are super interesting basically that's what I'm trying to say so we're gonna be reading some paranormal stories from reddit about fairy encounters and encounters with the fae Before we get started on this episode of Spiritually Connected, I wanted to remind you guys that I don't get paid for this podcast, so if you'd like to send tips, they're always greatly appreciated. My Venmo and PayPal, as well as some instructions on how to tip, are in the description of this podcast episode. Um, Anything helps just to keep the podcast supported and sustainable, but without further ado, let's get right into this podcast episode. 
The first story is by Skull Sippy Cup of Juice on Reddit. When I say I hunt, I don't mean I sit in a tree stand. I mean I'm the guy hunting by walking over the entire park with enough on my back to let me sleep sort of comfortably, but little enough. I won't mind dragging 150 pounds, I almost read that as libs, pounds of yummy food out to the woods. Alright, so I'm hunting a fairly large forest somewhere in the northeast corridor of the U.S. It's not uncommon to run into other people at the edges of the woods, but it's fairly uncommon to run into people in the middle of the woods, even during hunting season, unless you're on the trails, which I wasn't. And it's decently common to run into the ruins of buildings from the 1800s. I happened to be hunting a new valley I was pretty sure had a crossing in it, so to set the view, I'm sitting at the very top of a steep shale slide looking down into a valley with a creek running through. I don't know what half of that means. Is that like hunting terms? Anyways. Approaching this plateau, there's a knife edge that runs up and down the ridge, but there's really no way to get to the spot except for the seriously determined, the drunk, and the foolish without walking up to the edge. Getting up here creates quite the noise from stones, stones, from stones sliding on the stones, which means I need to sit up here for an hour to let things settle back down after I make the ascent. Since it's such a pain in the ass, I left my day pack at the bottom under a pine tree and only had a rifle, binoculars, water, and an energy bar. I'm up there for about three hours, glassing this little piece piss of a stream. I piece of a piss of a stream, looking for something to cross it, and seeing nothing but squirrels and birds. I finally decided to start glassing on the opposite hill out of sheer boredom. I'm 90% sure I chose a poor spot and waited an a- wasted an afternoon looking at nothing, such as hunting. It's not really interesting days, and I'm and there's really boring days, and that's why it's called hunting and not shooting. As I'm screwing with the focus on the binoculars, I catch a clip, a glimpse of something which almost looks like a person if they were wearing dark blue clothes and were about four feet tall. 99% of the time, day hikers just pass by without realizing I'm here and the blade with the blaze orange requirements, or they pretend to ignore me, but you'd be amazed by how many times someone almost walked through my stand. Anyway, this person wasn't moving, which started to make me think I was wrong. I was just standing there behind the cover of some low scrub bush and the tree branches I would have missed if they were not for the color. I zoom out a little bit and I realize I'm not looking at a person, but it's actually a collapsed cabin. And what I was looking at was where the door would be, except it really looks like a person. And cabins aren't blue. I... Well, a cabin could be blue. <laughs> cabins aren't blue. Blue cabins don't exist. Um, I move the zoom back to the door and play with the focus for about five minutes, and I can't get the person to come back in. In fact, the cabin door now has some light setting sun visible through the holes in the walls and the roof. Whatever four feet tall thing I was looking at has moved. Sigh. Teenagers, right? I have that thought and realize something. I can still hear birds and squirrels and all the other things in the woods, which typically go quiet when they notice something, which means they didn't notice me. But that also means they didn't notice what was in the cabin a short time ago. I'm doing my best to stay quiet and not move, and whatever it was certainly did not move. 
I would not expect everything in the woods to have gone for cover with a teenager crashing through the bush, but noises almost made it worse. There was stuff moving in the brush. The problem was the stuff was moving around in the brush. I started to think it was a trick of the light since the sun was setting, and it was getting to the part of the day where tree stumps looked like deer. I knew I would have to move soon and figured I might as well pack it up since I had to get down off the shale and back to the pine tree where I had planned to throw a tarp and sleep. At this time, I realized it wasn't dark per se, but it was definitely overcast now. Again, the creepiest experience isn't that there's something obviously wrong, it's that everything is so completely normal for what I would expect were I alone. About this time a fog rolled into the valley which the combination of overcast weather conditions sunset and a ground fog coming up in the wet low valley had signals it was time for me to leave i checked my safety put my caps on my glasses and reached up to take down my orange flag the moment i grabbed the flag dread came that's the only way to describe it the woods went from animals are going to sleep to full-on you're fucked the movement, the movement had attracted what I could only describe as a thousand invisible eyes, which all turned in unison as they noticed me. What I even or ever wonder what a deer feels like in the headlights? This is it. Then I heard children. I heard children laughing. Not teenagers, not adults, not women, but full five-year-old kids laughing like they'd caught a firefly. I had hiked in five miles the previous day through woods and put down two more days when I woke up to get to this spot. I distinctly hear children laughing during what I could only describe as the most creepy moment in a valley I had ever experienced. I'm very sure my feet only touched the shale three times getting down from the knife edge, and I made a ton of noises doing it too. At this point, I didn't really care. I grabbed the pack and my flashlight and absolutely full-on fucking rocked, rocked it? Rocked it? Okay. To the next hilltop. I killed my light halfway up the hill and then went to the top of the hill where I threw down the tarp and unrolled my phone, or foam, and there I sat all night watching the hill I had just come from. Ooh. See, I can see why people think fairies are creepy if they, like, associate that, but, like, I think that's really interesting. Um, the feeling of a thousand eyes. I feel like I didn't understand most of that, like, most of the camping jargon, but I, like, not camp, like, the hunting jargon, but I still really enjoy that story because that's so fucking interesting to me. Like, how he goes to grab the flag, and then, like, boom, there's, like, a thousand eyes on him, or, like, that's what it feels like. I mean, I'm assuming it's a him, but... Anyways. Hey, lovelies. It's Promotion Greta, stopping in to tell you that if you'd like input and features on the podcast, or you just want to learn more about witchcraft and divination, you should subscribe to my Patreon. I do collective divination on there, I post my spell recipes, and it's the only place where I teach about my craft, so you can subscribe for as low as $5.55 a month at patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. The next story is called The Floating Lights of Fairies by a deleted account on Tumblr. My husband and I really enjoy outdoor sports, especially camping. We sometimes go camping in forbidden zones, but we really do take care of the place we are staying, cleaning up all of our mess. This was one of those times when we went camping in a forbidden zone, which we now call the Fairy Forest. The forest is owned by a family that did a hell of a good job at decorating the place. 
Figures of fairies, elves, and angels were scattered all around the brown fall leaves, on branches and on rocks. Dreamcatchers and other homemade artifacts, presumably made by children, were also hanging around the place. There were also little tables and chairs designed for the fairies and info tables explaining about the fairies and elves. It was truly a fairy tale. I want to go there so bad. (laughs) There was one problem, though. Some douchebags threw things and broke some of the decorations, so we put them back... And we did what we could with with my husband as we walked along. And then we set up our tent, cooked some food, and enjoyed our drinks and just chilled out before going to bed. I woke up to three or four lights hovering above me at night. I wasn't scared, just surprised. I didn't want to open my eyes in the case the lights disappeared. I wanted to prolong the experience as much as I could, but I soon drifted back to sleep. The morning sun penetrating our te- penetrated our tent as we broke up. I sounded like we said, I said broke up as we woke up. As we were pouring our morning coffee, I casually told my husband that I saw lights hovering over us at night. He paused for a second and said, I saw them too. We got into a heated discussion on what they could be. No, our overhead lamp could not have malfunctioned because the lights were moving, almost swimming in the air. No, there could not have been people shining flashlights at us. We didn't hear any footsteps, and the source of the lights were coming directly from our tent, right above us. They were balls of light, or orbs, not like rays. No, they could not have been airplane lights or any street light, because again, the lights we saw were moving. We believed they were fairies, possibly thanking us for cleaning up the mess. We, can, we still go there from time to time, but we haven't camped there since. I sense an amazing feeling when I go there, that the forest melts away my problems and gives me a content feeling. It's like everything is telling me everything is going to be okay. It is absolutely beautiful. Ah, I love that story. I fucking love that story. I want to go to a fairy forest so badly. I should look into that. I think that sounds like such a wonderful, peaceful feeling, and I think 100% those fairies had good intentions like the way that this person tells the story like you can just tell that those fairies aren't wishing them harm because when it comes to spiritual entities and and um divine entities the positive spirits and entities will not make you afraid the negative entities will make you afraid because they'll go out of their way to make you afraid When you're dealing with a positive entity, you will feel a strange sense of comfort. And it may not make sense as to why you feel comforted, but it's because that spirit or that fairy or that divine entity in general has a positive energy and positive intentions in communicating with you. Okay, so I get asked a lot. I do not offer free readings or spell work. However, I do offer inexpensive and accurate tarot, poem, astrological chart, aura, and oracle readings. My prices start as low as $5, and I cover all kinds of things in my readings. So DM me on Instagram at Spiritually Connected Readings to book a reading. No numbers, no punctuation. Again, it's at Spiritually Connected Readings on Instagram, and I will not message you first for a reading. Please do not fall for the scammer accounts. All right, well, it looks like the last story that we're going to be reading today um, is called The Hill of the Fairies. I was studying abroad in the UK a little over a year ago. It was spring break, and I traveled to Scotland with one of my buddies from school. We spent some time in Edinburgh. Edinburgh? 
Edinburgh? I don't know. And took a ghost tour, because why not? The city is ancient and awesome. I'm mad at myself for not having the setting on my phone's camera that records a few seconds before each picture is turned on, otherwise known as the live picture, um, because I would have caught a wisp of white, like a thin silk handkerchief being tugged out of frame the second before the picture was taken. That was at the tomb of Mackenzie in Greyfair Cemetery. After, an ed- after Edinburgh, um, we went t- up north to Iverness. I should have looked up how to say these before. To Iverness. Um, we explored the town a bit, but my eyes and mind were drawn to an odd-looking place, um, an odd-looking hill a little ways away outside of the downtown area. It seemed so out of place, just plopped in the middle of the neighborhood, in the city far away from the surrounding mountains my friend looked it up and discovered that it's called Tomnahorich I don't know Cemetery Hill um, Tomnahorich I don't think I'm saying that correctly it's T-O-M-N-A-N-U-R-I-C-H I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Um, It means hill of yew trees or hill of fairies. Um, The base of this hill is surrounded by a large cemetery with some gravestones that are really old. We made our way to the top of the hill and began meandering through the gravestones up there. There There were some that were really interestingly designed, but we noticed the earliest ones at the top of the hill were much younger than the ones at the bottom. My friend is a camera nut and wasn't walking as fast as me, so he fell behind taking pictures of some crows that were crawling loudly outside of the surrounding trees. I was walking slowly along the path when I heard a woman whisper my name in my left ear. The day was slightly rainy and no one was in the cemetery besides my friend and me. At first, I thought he was trying to be funny, but when I turned around, he was over 100 feet behind me and obviously didn't sound like a woman. I didn't say anything right away, as as I was kind of in disbelief and awe. An eerie feeling of being watched slowly came over me. On our way down the hill, the feeling of being watched faded, and I mentioned what, what I had heard to my friend. He is extremely skeptical. When we were at Mackenzie's tomb, the tour guide brought us another smaller, brought us to another smaller crypt around the corner and told us that people would get attacked in it. My friend stood in the middle defiantly. He just doesn't believe it. But after I told him about the whisper, he mentioned that he had thought he heard what sounded like footsteps in the fallen leaves behind him for most of the time we were up there, but he didn't say anything. Right then, a bunch of crows began calling loudly at the top of the hill and all took flight, something like something had startled them. We quickly got out of there and made our way to the pub. A few days later, what I have called my fairy incident, um, or a few days after what I have called my fairy incident, I was back in my student apartment in England. Now, I had never experienced sleep paralysis. There was an incident where it felt like my whole body was asleep when your hand or foot is asleep, um, but I could still move. It was just uncomfortable. Um, so I don't know if that this was that because I was rationalizing why I shouldn't move. I didn't want to be surprised and hurt me. Let, let's back up a bit. Sorry, what? I awoke. My eyes were closed, but I could still see the room perfectly and knew it was the middle of the night. But somehow there was a silhouette of the figure in a window on, 
at the foot of my bed, illuminated from a bright light. I realized I was awkwardly twisted, like my legs and pelvis were down on the bed, but my head and shoulders came up to the ceiling, or were looking up to the ceiling, and my hands were resting, overlapping on my hip. The figure didn't give any feeling to me. I was completely indifferent about it, just watching it. It stepped to the right side of my bed, which was a wall and was only part or the only room, part of the room that was out of place, and sat down next to me. Even without the light behind it, it was still a silhouette, not really a shadow, it had depth. It placed one It placed one hand on my overlapping hands and put the other on the right side of my head and leaned in really closely to my left ear. And in that moment, my brain was like, this is not normal, it shouldn't be happening, make it go away. But I didn't want to move and have it hurt me. So I started breathing in and out loudly and quickly through my teeth and the figure rapidly backed up, got up and continued backing away. That's when I opened my eyes and I was startled to see how close my face was to the wall. I wasn't sleeping in a twisted position. After writing myself, I turned on all the lights and I didn't sleep for two nights. After the fact, I realized that I couldn't, I can't remember feeling it touch my hands, but I just knew I couldn't move them or it would get startled and hurt me. A couple of months After that scary night, I was back home in the USA. Once again, I was in the middle of the night, but I woke up and I couldn't move like how I'd heard sleep paralysis been described. There was a dark figure standing over me. The best way I can describe it is a ring wrath without the armor, like a stereotypical ghost, a black sheet draped over a person. After a few moments of, oh my god, someone is in my room standing above me, what the fuck, my arm suddenly, like automatically, shut up and flipped on the lamp above my bed. The figure vanished with the light. I haven't had any noticeable paranormal experiences since that figure, which part of me attributes something to do with the fairy that followed me from Scotland to England. And I don't feel and never feel in danger of the fairy, other than when it is right up against my ear. I really just don't know what to make of it, if I'm marked or what have you. Just interesting that this happened to me, and I think... These are different from ghosts. Please let me know what you think. It's It sounds like you are afraid of them, though. Like, it sounds like the person in this story is afraid of... Because <laughs> you're like, I don't really feel fearful, but, like, you, you talk about them like you are. So, I don't know. I would go with your gut, honestly. But, yeah, that's our last story. Do you want to make someone notice you? Do you want to be the person that catches everyone's eye when you walk into a room? Do you want to be adored by everyone around you? Use my love and attraction spell oil, available now on my Etsy, which is linked in the description as always, with intention, and watch that love and attraction come rolling into your life. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, It makes me so happy just to be able to sit down and talk to you guys, even if it's kind of a last minute thing, like this wasn't super planned out or anything. I just found some stories and like sat down to record. So I'm sorry if I stuttered a lot. I have a tendency to stutter, but I also really hope you guys enjoyed these stories because I thought they were really interesting. If you guys have any experiences with fairies, feel free to DM me and let me know because I love little stories like this. So thank you all so much for listening. If you want more content, all of my socials will be linked in the description of this podcast episode as always and i hope you all have an amazing day night whatever it may be go outside today if it's nice enough where you live enjoy the nature um and blessed be my loves